Hello and welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra and I'm your other host. Hello and welcome. We are here and we are pieces of shit. (laughs) (laughs) New brand for 2023. I don't know. But am I wrong? You know, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I, I, somebody posted a photo. Oh God, I just wrote a tweet. It was amazing. But it was like, why does he look like that? It was like some celebrity, right? And it was like, who isn't good? And it's like, why does he look like that? And so he's like, oh, that's just a dirt person. You just don't know what dirt people look. He's not a bad person. He's just Wait, a dirt person. A celebrity who was a dirt person? Yes, it was some celebrity. And they were like, ugh, that guy. But the commenter was like, mm, you just don't know what dirt people look like. And I was like, oh, oh, he is. And as soon as I looked at him, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, as a dirt person. I recognize another dirt person. I just didn't know until somebody else called it out. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to think of who the celebrity is. Otherwise, this story is kind of just, you know, like throwing a penny into a wishing well and being like, coming true. Got that one. But do you think we're dirt people? Like yeah. not aesthetically, I don't think. No, no, we're we're like, I would say aesthetically try hard, but uh-huh. um uh-huh. <laughs> If anyone but, else said that, I'd, I'd slap them. I'd be like, fuck you. I don't yeah. try at all. <laughs> no, but I, I see you. I see the <laughs> real you. <laughs> yeah. And it is a fucking circus. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of, I'm staring at my closet right now and the amount of just like velvet, feathers, oh, yeah. and leather I can see from, from a distance. I'm like, yeah, I try too hard. Hey. Help. Hey. Whatever, man. My I have my nails done. I'm going to Vegas this weekend. My nails are done. They are just glitter, glitter, lavender, pink, and all these things. Like as if I gamble or I'm gonna go to a club. I'm trying hard. I'm trying hard. Hell yeah. Just get a stack of even if you're not gonna gamble, just get a stack of chips to like just carry around. Just to carry around and like click with your nails and like take Instagram videos with a stack of chips and then take them right back to the cashier and be like can i can i have this is it crazy that like i don't want my brand to be associated with gambling at all i don't know why i just no. feel like oh, that's totally me fair. clicking my nails on some chips is i don't want people can get a lot of wrong ideas about me but what i don't want them to think is that i gamble i just no, feel like i respect it that's too because i feel like i seem like i do i seem mm-hmm. like i smoke pot and i seem like i gamble and i don't do either of those things they're confusing me with you so yeah. i want to make sure you know like that 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 you and i retain some individuality i mean yes. i can't think of anything off the top of my head that i do that you don't do so i think you're just probably a better version of me but Get engaged <laughs> oh sure yeah yeah i do i do um twice yeah. Take, take get, that. Get married. Get engaged. Get married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oops. Big distinctions. Uh, yeah. One yeah. of us okay. has castrated a pig. One of us has not. Let the well, listeners guess. But that just guess. makes you better than me. Oh, I wasn't okay. going to tell them. <laughs> Bro, they know. Oh, you know what? You weren't. What? You weren't a child actor. And I was. That's true. I, that's true. I did have the iconic line in a 
Christmas play that we would put on every year at our school. Uh-huh. I was elf number, you know, 17, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to be Mrs. Claus, but I couldn't sing. So they would always give it to the girl that could sing, even though she didn't have the charisma mm. off Mrs. Claus. But nevertheless, so... Yeah. See, when you were doing that, I was, uh, you know, being taken to producers to figure out if they should put me on big love. I know, so, uh, no, you know, we know. are not the same. <laughs> yeah. We are not the same, but I did still the show every year. Absolutely. And I yeah. booked nothing. So yeah. here yeah. we go. <laughs> One year, uh, as elf number, you know, 47, uh, sure. they had to give everybody a part, you know, um, yeah. my line was to run in and yell, Santa, Santa, I know, comma, hold for, you know, Hold for gravitas. Uh huh. Of course. Let's all go down to Mexico. Great, perfect okay. line because that was the okay. plot of the. Somehow Santa is going down to Mexico, probably to exploit cheap labor. I don't remember. I think it was like to surf. Who knows? The elves all quit. Yeah, oh, Santa. Elves- I have an idea. Yeah, let's go down there. Let's go get day laborers. Yeah, I got so it. So in in dress rehearsal, I did not have the shoes of my costume on. Right. Uh huh give my line it's perfect whatever no notes from the director of course which is probably some teacher that was like i get 14 extra dollars to do this great i'll take Uh it yeah but however my mom made my shoes for the costume and they were felt and they weren't just felt around my shoe they were felt bottom shoes (gasps) Uh oh felt wood stage felt come on tina stage yeah classic amateur tina so I run on stage and I go, I come on, I go, Santa, Santa, I know. I, oh, I, I fly into the air like a reindeer. I fly and fall dead ass on my back. Did after I deliver gasp? the auditorium filled with laughter. It was Charlie Chaplin level physical comedy, except for it was a full-blown accident. And I heard wow. like hell. But wow. the auditorium was rolling with laughter and then i were you embarrassed oh no i get right up and i deliver my line of we should go down to mexico and again more oh my god oh my god nobody remembered mrs claus's emotional solo nobody remembered a goddamn thing except for my line so i get it you were like being trotted in front of producers for adam sure yeah no no i know all these all these big big things and big all these things but I had an auditorium in Sterling, Oklahoma, rolling. Mm-hmm. So, so I think what I should do for my, I, I didn't have this plan for my trash, but I feel like I, I'm ready to start telling this story. It's probably not even as bad as I think it is, but it is by far the most embarrassed I've ever been in my life. Okay, please, please. So this is why I'm trash and it's, it's relevant to this conversation. So when I was in high school, my freshman year, I was in drama, of course, And we put on this weird, it's this play, it's called Metamorphosis, but it's like a bunch of Greek legends all shoved into one. Yeah. And I'm familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So of course, you know, everyone gets a part. Um, And I was a freshman. So I had two parts. One role was some, some, you know, what what do they call the people who come up to like give some exposition and F off chorus. No, yeah, yeah, kind of a chorus member, you know, and then and then my second role was Persephone, who I just the pomegranates. But I didn't Persephone didn't have any lines. Um, She just like rose from above with Hades 
and was like, I was just like his prop. Like mm-hmm. I was referenced. And okay, so one thing that's really weird that I remember is I had to wear a corset to be Persephone. I didn't have to, but I chose to because that was what the seniors who were involved with costuming was like, oh, let's put Persephone in a corset. And I was like, yeah. And I remember this one senior guy being like, I love this play. Look at her cleavage up to her neck. It's fantastic. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm being noticed by senior boys. When I think about that now, I'm horrified because I was like fucking 14. But I mean, I mean, the person who said this to me was, oh, maybe he was a junior. Okay. So he was like 16 or 17. I don't know. Was it appropriate? No, but he had the energy of like someone who like, you know, would work at the last blockbusters and like would wear like, you know, like an Indiana Jones hat. So like you get it. chain wallet. Bing, bingo, big time. Anyways, so that was, that was part of it. But this is the most embarrassing that's happened is I think it was the first performance and I have to go out and do my little chorus line. And I have like a, it's like a little bit of a monologue, but it's just exposition city. Anyways, I messed up i have a big problem memorizing lines i always have but i messed up like two or three lines but it wasn't there's just no way it was obvious there's no way it was obvious like it was something that i knew anyways so i go i I do i do my monologue and i walk off stage and i go to the backstage area and once i get into the dressing room i go because i was like so irritated that i screwed up my lines Mm -hmm. I was under the impression that being backstage where everyone's rowdy and crazy was a soundproof area or something. So the scene ends and like there's a scene change and the people who were just on that scene come back and they were like, hey, what happened? And I was like, what? I was and they were like, what happened? I was like, I know I screwed up my lines. And they're like, no, like we heard you screaming fuck back here. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, everyone could hear it. What happened? And I was like, oh, my God. And so I spent the rest of the play. I got on my Persephone corset. So I was ready for my next scene later. But I spent basically the rest of the time in a ball underneath one of the makeup like counters, like desk things, because I was humiliated. I was so embarrassed and uh, like ashamed of myself, you know, like cussing has been a problem for me. It always has been. And I'm like 14 and I'm screaming the F word because I messed up a couple lines. And that is whatever. I'm a teenager and I have hormones. But the fact that everyone heard it, I was so embarrassed. I was like, this was my first play at this high school. Drama kids are all I have for friends right now. Right. My oh. teacher is never going to cast me in a play again. I might get recast now. I, I Oh, my God. I could not handle it. And I was, uh, I was the worst I'd ever felt in my life. And I went up to my teacher after and I was like, I'm so sorry. And he was like, for what? And I was like, okay, okay. thank you, you, Mr. Bailey. Like, oh my, oh my God. It was, it was awful. You had a big corset to fill, babe. Nobody else could have filled it. Oh, I feel sick thinking about it now. I was cast in literally everything after that um of this course. is like trash b is that senior year i wanted to be play juliet and romeo and juliet and they cast me as the nurse and i was like i'm not gonna do the play same this thing year. happened to my mom okay but what's crazy is that my dumbass. i saw uh, later in life i saw romeo and juliet which just so happened to be 
set in the Holocaust, but we don't need to get into that. It was a weird rendition. The nurse is a huge part. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. The nurse is a huge part. But I was like, nah, I'm not going to do this. But I was, you know, I was like eight, turning 18. I didn't care about any. I quit show choir that year. (gasps) I didn't do anything like so whatever. But just, you know, just some of my huge regrets in life where I now I still dream about high school. I'll never get over it. And why are you trash? <laughs> the the hubris of youth, you know? So so my okay, I'm I'm gonna talk about a performance as well, a youthful performance. So in sixth grade, our teacher had us do news reports, filmed video news reports. So we got to make up our own segments. So we watched several, you know, clips of different types of news, and then we got to make up our own segments, right? Cool. And so um, for my segment, I did a Oprah-esque segment called Erica's People, where people would come on and have problems or questions, and I gave them advice and solved their questions. Like, I was the sixth grade Oprah, you know? Yeah. White, Sterling, Oklahoma's Oprah. (laughs) So I did, like, an Erica's, you know, Erica's People, and people had you silenced? Or were or you silent? Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, it, it was great. But then somebody was just interviewing people, right? They were just interviewing men on the street. So mm-hmm. I could have been anybody, any man on the street. And you know what I chose? Mm-hmm. So this was during the time of, I don't know if this flashes back. And again, I was 12 years old and I apologize deeply. This was during the Kosovoan oh. refugee crisis. You and knew what was happening in Kosovo when you were in 12? It was huge. 12? It was huge news. It was happening like nightly news. Like it was big. You know, this was really a lot of pre-cable. This was big news. Okay. And for those who don't know. I don't Kosovo, know the full story. <laughs> Kosovo is located in like Southeast Europe, like uh, right around. Well, I don't know if Kosovo exists anymore. Does it? I don't know. I God, no, I it is. I don't know. It's it's in like the know. Balkan areas. It's like near Balkans. Greece, Albania. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I had to look it up, so I figured that other people okay. might be curious. Thank God. Yeah, because I I don't know either. Again, <clears throat> yeah. full trash. So <laughs> my again, twelve year old player for the dramatics, complete idiot, puts on some of my mom's long dress skirts, a couple of her shirts and cardigans, mm-hmm. scarves like silk scarf, wrapped my head in them, like, you know, like an old Bolshevik woman kind mm-hmm. of scarf and, you know, covered my hair and, and wrapped it like a Bolshevik woman. And then again, man on the street interview was my, my friend, you know, my classmates <laughs> style thing. And they come up to me and I give a ref, like an interview, like I'm a Kosovoan refugee cast the the levels of shame i still think about this moment but i was like i mean i was talking about the soldiers i was talking about all this shit and i was like they come and the machetes goes whack and they kill the chickens and like my classmates are sitting there fucking being like you were supposed to tell us your kid was playing a softball game or you were shopping a sale at sears like they they didn't know how to improv with me (laughs) oh my god stunned stunned silence like and the the kid doing the thing had to like keep going because that was what they were graded on and they were like asking questions but I was just basically monologuing like full 
whole improvised monologue about the nightly news, but I think I was trying to make it funny. I mean, it was just ghastly, like ghoul, ghoul level. Like I still think about this, like in a cold sweat sometimes, but yeah, I, I, my man on the street piece again, scarves. And so I had to get ready for it. People were like, all right, we're going to do, you know, you know, Courtney's piece. And I was like, hold on. I got to put my costume on. And they were like, what? <laughs> Full coast of refuge, like grandma, <laughs> what a weird choice for a 12 year old white girl in Oklahoma. <laughs> choose i don't know what's more offensive the fact that you did that at all or the fact that i have to now come out and say kosovo does still exist i was wrong to question that it doesn't um and uh, the united states formally recognizes kosovo as a sovereign and independent state thank god okay so thank you to all of our kosovo listeners thank you kosovo i don't even know who was like attacking kosovo at the time i don't know the context at this point in my life i'm sure i did at the time I gotta be honest with you. I haven't thought about Kosovo ever. Like, I think about it once a week. I think about it once I, a week. I need I to reach out to that sure sixth grade teacher and see if I get a hold of those tapes. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Yeah, just a grainy VHS tape of me in scarves doing the refugee cosplay. I mean, just uh, the levels of trash. And I, I mean, I got an A plus, of course, you know, sure. just fucking my poor dumb classmates don't know how to improvise about this. Anyway, anyway, uh, we got it. We got to move on or I'm going to like shame spiral. I, I would love to talk about something good <laughs> this year, like something, you know, amazing that happened in, 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 in 2022 in, in trash news, you know, uh, which you said this year, this year is 2023. We are talking about something that happened in the past, but, oh, gosh, but it is gosh. good. It is yeah, good. good. It is okay. good. So Erica found us a great story from UPI.com um, rounding up the 10 oddest Guinness World Records of 2022. Of course, starting with one that's really confusing, um, most drink cans placed on head using air suction. Wow. So, so um- <laughs> yeah, explain this. Because I, I had to look at the picture to even know yeah. what was happening. Yeah. So Jamie Keaton, a.k.a. Canhead or Canpaw to his grandchildren, oh my used God. air suction to affix 10 empty beverage cans to his face, shaved head, earning the record when the cans were made in place for at least five seconds. I actually have a skin condition that's not named yet where my skin pores literally suck in oxygen. Okay. That sounds fake. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, you have a skin condition that has not been named yet or yeah. you're just bald and maybe like kind of moist at all times you know because like <laughs> you know, <laughs> i'm saying it i'm Trigger saying warning it. for the listeners at home the m word was just used january 16th 2023 i'm saying that this man is moist <laughs> um <laughs> so I trigger warning on this episode <laughs> <laughs> well we're always explicit so so you know, like how cans at the bottom are kind of uh, uh, con- concave, convexed. I don't know. You know what a can looks like at the bottom. So he can basically put the can against his face and then kind of twist it to create a suction. And then it'll stick there. An empty can, of course. <sighs> um, and so he's got his whole head covered in this. Yeah, for five seconds. And uh, yeah, I don't know. You don't have a skin condition. 
Yeah. You're, yeah. you're a wet guy. A wet, bald man. Speaking of like bald, I, I always think of eggs as being like a little bald thing. Uh, I would hate to see eggs. You with always think of eggs as a little bald thing. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine like eggs with hair on them? Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> I got a trigger warning for that sound too. I'm sorry. I'm hitting the year hard. We I saw the it. comments. We know you don't like when I do the barf sound. We're sorry. I'm a human. Okay. And sometimes I get sick. Thank you for listening though. A man in Iraq balanced 18 eggs on the back of his hand, equ- equaling the record originally set by a man in Britain in May of 2020, making the men co-holders of the record. Oh gosh. Imagine co-holding a record yeah. a- about eggs. And you're like, oh, I just got to get one more egg. 18 eggs balanced on the back of your hand. I mean, so they kind of get them. It's not really balancing a lot of them because they're sticking them in between their fingies. And then, yeah, they kind of pile up. Yeah. My question is, Uh is it done survivor style where if it were survivor, they would have to hold one hand steady and then with the left, you know, with the other hand, put the eggs themselves or can someone put the eggs on the hand for them? You know, they just have to be steady hand. You have to do it yourself. I mean, because I can't trust someone to know where my eggs got to go because they can't feel the the, the, the step, balance yeah. of weight. Yeah. So yeah, that's fair. It's, right. it's got to be a one man job, you know? Yeah. yeah. I want to know who who started balancing a bunch of eggs on their hands and said, nobody make fun of me, but somebody <laughs> called Guinness. Because I don't think anyone else could do this. And <laughs> then they, every everybody in their family event tried. And yeah. they're like, no, I, I really I think really you got something here. I think about the, the the videos from like when when quarantine was like deep, when people would be like tossing pennies into like soda cup, you know, soda bottles. Sure, and the stuff trick like shots. That. Yeah. The trick shots that were happening. And I, I was like, good God. And then I also like the videos of people that would be like tossing things and then the camera would zoom out and then it would just be somebody missing, but somebody dropping something in. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's how they're doing some of those. <laughs> of course they're yeah. hard. Yeah. We, of course, long time ago talked about world record Ron. <laughs> who I never forget oh. about. Oh, World Record Ron! The the too long didn't read about World Record Ron is that Taylor took me to a brewery that he used to be a regular at when he lived close by. And he was like, I can't wait to show you this place. It means so much to me. And it was like a thousand degrees outside and it was only outdoor seating because <laughs> it was pandemic. And it was happened to be the same day that this man named World Record Ron wanted to break the record held by himself yeah break his own record for how many pumpkins he could smash in like i don't know a minute or something like that i and so i'm out there melting we (laughs) ran into people he knew and they were like come sit with us and that was before you knew that covid didn't happen outside so i'm sitting at a table with strangers in 100 degree weather while some clown is smashing pumpkins <laughs> near me and there's like kids running around and like this one weird family being like i want my kids to look up to you world record ron <laughs> and and taylor is like do you want another beer and i'm like no <laughs> we should go get me out of this place <laughs> i hate it here 
<laughs> okay anyways this is the next record it's the fastest time to find and alphabetize the letters in a can of alphabet soup which is two minutes and 8.6 seconds held by a man to impress his son he said the difficult and practice that he had to do was learning to identify the big the diff- most difficult thing was learning to identify the difference between m's and w's same my bro same yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like I, mean, I could do that faster. I don't know why. I'm just pretty sure I could do that faster. Okay. <laughs> well, <sighs> the, all right. I, I'm going to go to the most impressive one, impressive one to me. Okay. Which is the furthest distance to blow a pee. <laughs> what? <laughs> so David Rush earned his 250 Guinness World Record title when he used his breath in his lungs to blow a pee the distance of 84 feet and 11.28 inches across a level floor mm. are you kidding me that that feels like one of those like popeye cartoons where he's like you know like the the bad guy would be like sucking in all the oxygen bruto or who what was his name yeah bluto bluto yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah was it bluto yeah who knows who knows i i i want to point out what i believe would be the stinkiest one of all of the uh all of the records and that is of course the longest beard chain at the uh 2022 national beard and mustache championships in casper wyoming they teamed up to have their beards clipped together into a chain that measured a world-breaking 150 foot chain of facial hair that stinks no if not sour food and beard sweat expensive beard oil you know? Yeah. And it's just a lot of sense together. And I bet it was unpleasant and crazy. They didn't even have to go that hard because the record prior to that was only 62 feet and it was set in Germany in 2007. So no, I argue they did because they were like, oh, we're going to double it. And then you, co- you come for us, we're coming hard, you know? like That's yeah. I mean, cause they did kind of ensure that breaking the record is not just going to be like the thing to do every year yeah but maybe it will be and then gosh uh, you know i really was wanting to go to a beard competition but if they're just going to mess around like this yeah i'm not i'm not even getting out of it's not even worth getting out of bed speaking of messing around this next story it it, it's kind of a fuck around find out i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so yeah 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 so a way, <laughs> yeah, a man of Johnstown ordered a pizza pie from Primo's Pizza about a kilometer away. So, kilometer, of course, being about a about a, what? What are kilometers miles these days? Or no, three fourths of a mile. <laughs> kilometer to it's one of the two. <laughs> okay, it's point. Six two miles away. Guy could have walked and gotten his own pizza, but you know what? I think yeah. we've all been there before. Yeah. So the driver told the police when he began to walk away from the customer's apartment, the man asked where his soda was. The driver didn't give him his drink. The man allegedly pulled him inside and locked the door to the complaint affidavit sex. If you don't have a soda, I'm going to drink your ass, is what he said. (laughs) Feels like that episode of The Office. (laughs) Which one? Where the Michael kidnaps the pizza delivery boy, oh. Kevin McHale from Glee. 
<laughs> so the guy managed to escape the delivery driver because he pushed this guy out of the way and he was like, get out. And he went straight to the police. But, you know, I think we can all guess the cop showed up. This guy smelled like alcohol. Yeah. Where was the drink? He he assumed that it came with the pizza. I think he's he's been yeah. getting pizza and, and lunch at Costco for too long. And didn't realize that that's not how it always goes. The man who go, who is facing one count of false imprisonment goes by the name Pooker, but that's on his government name, which we won't reveal for his privacy. False imprisonment. Is there any non-false imprisonment that doesn't happen like by the government? Shouldn't I guess if you're making like a imprisonment? citizen's arrest, which I tried to a citizen's arrest Winston in the kitchen the other day. For yeah. not washing the dishes or something. I don't remember what it was for. And um, he resisted and blew right past me. And so I put a warrant out for his arrest and for his citizen's arrest. So if anybody should I, should I citizen's arrest Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. Let me see if I can get him to come out here. I'll do it live on the air. Oh, God. Come okay. Come to come living live. Come to living room, please. Although this is now entrapment. What should I arrest him for? Uh, uh, did you not take out the trash? Um, no, he's actually been he, a lot better about it now. Did he not flush the toilet? Did he oh, leave yeah, he uh, the milk out uh, or the, the the creamer out? Or um, come here, not... honey. Yeah, come here. Hey, this is a citizen's arrest. Okay. Not his ass. This is like cops. Why am I being arrested? <laughs> Uh, you have the right to remain silent. Yeah. Anything that you say will be used against you. Uh, once the police get here, tell tell him. Yeah, your your citizens are arresting him, and that he has I'm, to stay until the cops get here. You gotta stay here until the cops get here because your citizen arrested. Yeah. Why am I being arrested? For having a hot ass. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna go back to my room. He's escaping. He's escaping. You can imprisonment him now. Dang it. Dang it. We need a lawyer. We need a lawyer to tell us. Get me a lawyer. Get me a lawyer. Speaking <laughs> of get someone a lawyer. Hey, actually, this has more to do with speaking of getting married to someone you just arrested. Yep. <laughs> actually, this is not what happened. But our next story comes from yourtango.com. A bride wanted a silent wedding where she requested that guests whisper during reception. And her fiance is saying that she's being irrational. Hmm. Hmm. So weddings, of course, a joyous, you know, raucous ruckus weddings are meant to be a joyous occasion surrounded by your family friends as you begin a new chapter of your life but this woman wrote into the washington post ask amy advice column and she wants to have a silent wedding where her guests have to whisper during the reception she wants to make sure everything is as special as possible on her perfect day I mean, I respect this, I guess, in the sense that, like, just assuming that all of your family and friends are going to ruin it by talking. Now, if they but all also... sounded like this, I'd understand <laughs> if I said, hey, we're, ha- uh, we're going to have a silent wedding. But why? I won't give the toast. Like, I'd understand, you know. And so that's not wants- an accent to any cer- certain country. That's just if yeah. they sounded like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Did you get my car? Did my money? <laughs> you know, I don't know what that's from. It's not from anybody. It's just maybe what they sound like. So she wants everyone to wear exclusively yellow. So everyone's in yellow and everyone is silent. This 
feels scary. Like a cult? Like the, <laughs> like the not, beginning of a cult? Like I feel like I, not, I don't want to get dark, but I did say moist earlier. So how could I get worse? I would be like, oh, my friends who want us all to be quiet and we wear yellow, they're going to like murder suicide in front of us. Yes. <laughs> I think. The yellow right? makes us make sure we get our own planet because of the energy that we'll get from like, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. They, they, she says, um, the, the, the focus can stay on them. If everyone is silent, she acknowledged that it's, you know, not uncommon or it's pretty uncommon, but pointed out that silent weddings have happened in her family before. What? She said that, um, you know, it goes into a lot, goes into the planning and executing a silent wedding, which consists of guests per- being not permitted to speak and toast only given by the mother of the bride and the groom. Instrumental, in, this is the thing that gets me. I've read this sentence eight times. Instrumental music will be playing silently. The fuck does you, what? Music is not sight. What? 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 I just, I've never heard of this. And when I Googled silent wedding, (laughs) the Google results came up with like this weird Romanian movie. And then, and then this story comes up and then another one (laughs) that just asks, how do introverts do weddings? (laughs) That's so funny. You know, I was thinking to myself, what if we posted pictures of us doing citizens arrests? But then I was like, maybe the vibe would give. Remember when they had all those people in Guantanamo, like in a human pyramid, and that <sighs> woman was just giving that thumbs up? <laughs> Lindy, like- what was her name? Lindy? Some- yeah. Yeah. Who oh, knows? Sergeant Lindy or, yeah, Lieutenant Lindy. Yeah, something. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Though. I feel like that would be the vibe if we tried to do a photo shoot of that. So, if I were if I were single mm-hmm. and feeling particularly spicy about that fact, mm-hmm. this story would make me mad because I'd be like, even the girl who secretly wanted to have a yellow silent wedding can get engaged, <laughs> but not me. <laughs> Don't feel bad about yourself, y'all. Her fiance thinks she's unreasonable. <laughs> like, he thinks... She's irrational. <laughs> the response was um, from the the columnist, Amy Robinson, was brutal. She says, yeah. I hope your fiance is paying attention because if you're this self-centered now, I can only imagine what the dynamic will be like later when you have, if you have children. Mm. If you don't want rowdy guests, then limit or don't serve alcohol. If the focus is solely and exclusively on you, then get married in a small room standing before a mirror. Just like slam dunked her ass. Yeah. Well, the bride asked if her fiance's lack of understanding and support is a red flag. And Amy was like, no, let me dribble before I dunk on your ass. You're the red flag, weirdo. Don't throw a wedding. Yeah. You want the focus to be all on you? That's crazy. That's like what weird like Victorian kings would do. Everyone walk up, look at me, think about me. Yeah. And go away. Yeah. And the tax collectors will come to your house and ask you if you have a poem prepared for me. And if you don't, off with your head. Off with your 
head. Now, if if someone you know head was off, that's a reason to call nine one one. To in my opinion, you know, uh, at least, yeah. Um, from UPI.com, Canada has their most inappropriate nine one one calls logged, and one of them even includes a clogged drain. I mean, that is pretty gross. Yes. So the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the RCMP, in Saskatchewan, Canada, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, have. Are had, you laughing have, at Saskatchewan or whatever? No, just read about the the silly uh, the silly reasons that these calls have been logged for unwanted voicemails, um, <laughs> all sorts of ridiculous things. A, a bathtub drain, bathtub drain that was too clogged. Uh, somebody use the emergency line to avoid being put on hold in a request for paperwork god someone got upset because they got called a cougar yeah, yeah it's uh, a but hostile not like, cat like you know not the term for uh, they they were yeah a hostile cat but they were talking about the click wheel term for an attractive older woman who's interested in younger men we pay our taxes for it i guess yeah uh, my favorite one is though she a woman called the operator and asked if they knew the name of the polite RCMP officer who had served in their community. The caller was hoping for an update to see how the officer's family was doing, while well-meaning this was not be considered an emergency. That's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, please do that. not abuse nine one one. Yeah. You know what else? I don't think we should abuse pigeons yes you know uh the cutest thing happened on on my recent travels i was traveling mm-hmm. with my partner's niece who's 10 and she ev- you know pigeons everyone's like oh pigeon everyone's angry when they see pigeons right for the most part no one's like oh yay pigeons everyone's like ah oh, they're the rats of the sky right every time uh, okay. we saw a group of pigeons she gets so she'd be like oh they're so cute oh and she just was like so sweethearted to pigeons and i just i don't know just made me very happy that i was like i'm glad someone loves pigeons because no one else seems to now that is a nice story yeah however yeah does it not raise any flags that perhaps she's going to become like a wild pigeon person in her adult life and you know kind of have that bird bird person energy she she wants to work with animals and like be like an okay. art, an animal artist so oh okay, yeah okay. so like maybe capturing okay. their beauty and energy and like photography or paintings or something so yeah okay okay i'm just i'm yeah. just making yeah, sure yeah, yeah. you know so that yeah. this like nice anecdote isn't translated later into like kind of like crazy gray hair you know and screaming right. being like oh, you know yeah but this next story is about a little pigeon who had a little job to do (laughs) so a pigeon who don't think about it too much because i'll cry had a tiny backpack on and in that tiny backpack was a bunch of crystal meth yes yes much like other animals with little jobs which we will not mention the officers union president says it's another example of how creative drug smugglers have become so, yeah, they found a little pigeon with a little backpack filled with drugs, and they captured it in a British Columbia Correctional Institute last week. And honestly, how much meth could a little pigeon backpack carry? You know, like, what's the legal limit of meth you're allowed to have in Canada? Like, personal meth, not for trading or consumption or, or you know, uh, for sale, but, like, 
is there a personal meth limit? Is that's a that's a real question. Lawyers write in. Canadian lawyers write in about the amount of meth you're allowed to have in a tiny backpack if you're a bird, or just how much meth you're allowed to have in general. Yeah, both questions. Both questions. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, we're getting greedy. It's supposed to be but... zero. If meth is illegal, then meth is illegal. Oh, there's no, there's no like, oh, this is my meth. It's not for Sherry. This meth is my, my meth. meth. This meth, meth is, is your meth. I think it's so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of brilliant because, well, it's, it's brilliant. The pigeons somehow know how to deliver messages. It only makes sense. And what's so cute is, um, you know, just the idea of a drug dealer selling a tiny backpack. I haven't I, seen yeah, a tiny like, backpack, but I just, I'm sure it's really cute, you know? I'm sure that they're not showing it so that other people don't get like ideas or patterns from it. They're like, oh, that's how they got the hook. Okay, great, great, great. Now I can make my own tiny pigeon meth backpack. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Honestly, that's, that's not bad. Props to these drug dealers because they're giving, you know, pigeon people jobs. You, you know, like the, the the wild pigeon people that just have like eight pigeons on their arms, you know? Yeah. They're, they're helping the economy. Yeah. I you think know, so. Job creators, as I've always called it. <laughs> if this ain't America. <laughs> well, it's Canada. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. There is a nice story after this. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, so, he's, you know, when I was in trouble, sometimes people would say, I would hear people get in trouble. No, well, let me start this over again. Um, I, you know, I used to hear people when they get in trouble at their job, I'd hear the boss in the background, you know, something like, I'm going to rip you a new asshole. Yeah. And this guy must've gotten in trouble at some point in his life. So this man appeared in court. He was charged with driving without due care and attention. Uh, I guess. I don't know what that is. It's just bad driving. I don't. It sounds like the, the most British way to say reckless driving. Yeah. Without due care and attention. And his, he was describing, or his lawyer, I'm sorry, I'm trying to read, I'm trying to translate this British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> his lawyer in his case said he's a hardworking man, but he's got a physical, he's got a very awkward physical problem. And it's, it's hard to really focus because he has two holes for his anus instead of one. So in July 1st, 2022, three men were standing outside Castle Inn on Main Street, Pembroke, when they saw the van headed towards them being driven of a gentleman from Nottingham. The Crown Prosecutor said that the van was mounted by the curb, spelled with a K. That's so cute. They're also just, gosh damn it, UK, y'all so cute. Luckily, <laughs> missed the men, but was traveling too quickly, and they could have been seriously hurt. Uh-huh. So then the prosecutor goes on to say that witnesses have expressed their concern at the manner of his driving, adding that this was aggressive driving. That's like the most grievous thing I think you can say as, a, as an insult in, in the UK. Like, other than the, you know, extreme racism i think this is the sure. most like aggressive thing they've ever said this was aggressive driving and everyone's like oh, oh my know, god they say cunt all the time and you know what i mean like that that's just yeah. like oh you old chap <laughs> like it's so it's like they don't have a you know so 
this must be it. Yeah. He I said, just don't see how okay. it was relevant. Like that <laughs> lawyer the was asshole, really how the asshole ever came up. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where I'm at is like, I guess like you have to imagine counselor, if you had two assholes instead of one and you had to shit, <laughs> you would be driving insane. I think we've all, can we all agree? People of the jury, can we all agree that if you have to, you know, go to the bathroom you're driving a little bit crazier. Now imagine if you had to go to the bathroom twice as bad. Twice as much, twice as bad. He said, the the defendant said that he uh, wasn't familiar with the area. So he, you know, was driving down the road the wrong way. Once he was flagged, he corrected himself. So he just, he was like, oh, once I realized what was happening, you know, I corrected it and went to look for the bathroom again. There I was just lost in thought about the fact that I have two buttholes and I realized that I'd gotten to an area I wasn't very familiar with. And I thought, oh, aren't I just two assholes? I better get out of here. And, uh, you know, I was just on the wrong side of the street, but my poop comes out of the wrong butthole sometimes. So I don't know. I prayed to the God that gave me this malformation. <laughs> I said, get me on the right road. Get me oh. out of here. <laughs> I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that show? Um, yes. Yeah. Right. Wasn't Heidi and Spencer from the Hills on there? I-, I think so. I think they were out of there quick too. I didn't watch it, but I think I remember hearing they were like they day said, one. Uh, they, they said, I'm like, a celebrity. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of getting out of there. This guy wants to get out of there for sure. Yes. From marketwatch.com, redemption undone as a man sticks up a bank to finance a film about finding God in prison. The man pleaded guilty to bank robbery after writing 15 books behind bars, one of which is working into making a film after his release following a 19-year stint. He said, have you thought about doing like a seed and spark or a Kickstarter? And he was like, no, fuck that. I don't know what any of that shit is. I've been in the prison for 15 years. (laughs) I don't want to ask people around for money. I'll just, I'll just rob a bank. I'll do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah, this movie is about God after all. (laughs) So he pled guilty to holding up a Florida bank to help finance the film. While trying to make the film, so he was pled guilty to robbing the bank to help him finance the film while serving 19 years in prison. He was arrested after walking into the branch, telling the teller to keep smiling. And then he said, I have a gun or he wrote, I have a gun. Give me all your hundreds, fifties, twenties, tens, fives, and number ones. Don't push the alarm. So, you know, the the teller handed him $4,296. Forty-two ninety-six dollars but police quickly caught up to him after he was caught at a nearby hotel he said he'd walked across the street to a gas station changed clothes and the hat and mask he wore before heading to the hotel down the road but the employees watched him do all of this <laughs> so he only got like four thousand two hundred ninety six dollars which if you've ever made a film before that's not enough so it's, in comparison, Avatar's yeah. budget, Avatar 2's budget was uh-huh. about $150,000. So like, what? Not Are you enough. Cr- 150000 Erica? Yes, I'm, I'm being, I was trying to make a joke. Oh, sorry. I don't have a sense of humor. Damn it. Damn it. Fool again. No, it wasn't a good joke, so that's okay. Anyway, 
Uh, we have another story about some odd 911 calls. This is we're we're in Florida still. A Florida couple who was in the midst of burglarizing a home called 911 because they needed help moving the things that they were stealing. <laughs> so this is heavy. Yeah. We need to get some movers. Yeah. Should we call an Uber or a friend? Nah. nah. Let's call the police. Yeah. Should we put out a Craigslist ad or a Fiverr? No. No, babe. 911 is free. <laughs> this makes such little sense that this is clearly a situation with time travelers. I yep. 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 I was gonna there's, say it. There's just no logic whatsoever that i think yeah the story is either fake or this is time traveler situation where they're like how are we going to get these deputies to this house in order to make sure that the rift in time remains on course and it's like okay well let's rob it Mm -hmm. and let's just call them and you know whatever but like say oh we're robbing a house they're not going to believe it be stupider yeah. We need help moving things out of this house. We're robbing it. And they needed a ride to the airport as well. The deputies did help them with the belongings and they did give them a ride, but it wasn't to the airport. It was to the Polk Polky, which is, <laughs> I guess, a joke that the sheriff was making on yeah, it's fucking Pol- Facebook. Polk County. Polk. Yeah. Oh. Fucking Facebook, man. Did they really help them move the stuff? Maybe that's yeah. just part of the joke. No, I think they did. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Now you're just messing someone's house. Yeah, but but they had to, like, if they didn't do it, then it was like, well, they're just entering, breaking and entering, but now it's full, it's a bigger crime. You know how the, like, target Entrapment? will shoplift up to five, you know, the, they'll wait till you get, like, over $500. No, so I didn't that, know that. Yeah. Oh, so stores like Walmart and Target and stuff like that, they'll let you shoplift. They'll know you're shoplifting. They're watching you. But when you're, you know, your little bucket or, your, you know, your bag hits over a certain dollar amount to where it's a felony, that's when they'll bust you. They won't bust you for necessarily. I mean, they still might bust you for $35, but what they do is they really try to get you. You get confident. You start stealing more and more. And when it totals over so many dollars to into felony theft category, that's when they bust you so that you're going away for it rather than just like a slap on the wrist or a fine. That's a weird vibe. Yeah. Fucking you're setting people up to fail. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I, I just can't wait. I would love to watch the, I would love to see footage of this because I would think, you know, watching one deputy look at the other and be like, bend with your knees, Sandra, not your back, Gary, you know, just yelling at each other about like the proper technique. And they're like, Gary, pivot, pivot. We're carrying pivot. a couch. <laughs> oh, I truly, I mean, amazing. Uh, these, oh, these beautiful, beautiful dum-dums. I love them, but yeah, they're, they'll be arraigned on January 31st, but they're being held right now. <laughs> well, yeah. you know what? Because of them, maybe the earth will last a little longer. Yep. Thank, thank you, time, time travelers. Traveling. Hey, are guys. you? Oh. oh, oh, I think we're both. I think we're both <gasps> thinking the same thing. Oh, okay. But are you ready? I'm so ready that I was going to ask you if you were ready. I'm ready. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's freaking do it. It's time for the dumpster fire of the week. 
call Netflix because we have another Anna Delvey style fraudster. Anna Delvey, if you don't know, is someone who basically lied to everybody saying that she was rich and she was a socialite and she wasn't rich and mm-hmm. she got them. She got all these rich New York people to believe her, but it was all fake. And Netflix did a show called Becoming Anna. Becoming Anna. She said she was a fake German heiress. And it was great. Julia Garner plays her. She kind of made up the accent, but it's iconic. And (laughs) it's great. (laughs) It's great. Uh, But now Anna might be in a new Netflix or not a new reality show. For real? Yeah, there's they're like developing a reality show. So That's we'll see. Wild. I mean, way to just reward Give people it. for bad behavior. Anyways, so there was a woman, a Vietnamese woman, whose outlandish scams involved hiring 300 actors to play her friends and family to fool her husband at a lavish wedding. Yeah. So it was, you know, a uh, five-star hotel. She walked down the aisle in a puffy off-shoulder gown, bouquet, father in her arm except for (laughs) the man was an actor they'd never met before that day he was um like a extra in some television series in the past and her friends and relatives were all actors as well they she would continue to reach out to those actors later to have her have them like meet with her new husband's family to keep it all going but the guy who says that he played the father says that he only was in it for the wedding day and that's it. I don't know if that's like true. And apparently he didn't get paid much, but it's four years that they were married before her like giant web of lies started to come across. So this wedding happens in 2018. Yeah. So she had, you know, luxury clothes, showered people with exorbitant gifts, Everyone was sure she had come from money, even if they weren't sure where that money had come from. She told people that her father was a government official. Sometimes that she would tell people that he was a businessman. There was like different cover stories, but nobody really doubted that she was wealthy and she would spend a bunch of money. She would have candid photos at home with branded bags, generous meals that she would buy for people at her hair salon, you know, the Rolls Royce all of this stuff, it all looked right. But in recent months, the truth has been surfaced that she is actually a 27-year-old from a poor and remote province in northeastern Vietnam. She's become known as the most, uh, she's become, she has since become known to most of the country as the Vietnamese Anna Delvey, the anti-hero of a New York magazine expose and later Netflix's you know, inventing Anna, who fooled her way into the upper echelons of New York City, blah, blah, blah. Uh, like Anna Delvey, this woman would splash out expensive gifts, da, da, da. And then she, um, you know, would would have fake businesses, partnerships, theft, love scams, you know, little details would come out to the media over time. And it just captured the national attention. So. So I'm trying to figure out how she got her, like, I want to make sure we're starting where she actually got the money, but um, there's a lot of fraud that happens in Vietnam, but this is definitely more fraud than anyone's ever seen. She's gotten close to $4 million from her uh, victims over time. So 
For a wedding she had in the 2018, she got 17 billion dong or 70, 723,000 from the family. And then in a recent wedding, she got a hundred million dong, which is $4,200 from the 2021 wedding. But yeah, 4.3 million, which is 100 billion dong is what she's received total from her, um, her, uh, you know, victims basically. Yeah. There's tons of like uh, 14 other victims are now going to the police. Yeah. She will tell people that she's, you know, organizing a top secret meeting for her father who is a senior intelligence official. And then the, you know, the location got compromised and now I need to borrow, you know, 400 million dong or $17,000 to pay for the canceled event. And like, basically what was that one that was on Netflix that the guy was like the Tinder swindler, like Mm -hmm. doing things like that, like my enemies, you know, whatever. My enemies, my enemies are after me. I'm not going to do this, but like, am I screwed up that I didn't do it? Like, I know, these people I know. go to jail. These people I'd go have been to jail. So good many, at this, though. How many people like this are out there, though, who are just all it's all smoke and mirrors and other people's money? I don't know what it is when, like, the more wealthy you seem, the more people suddenly become comfortable lending you money because they are just assume like, oh, mm-hmm. well, this person who's so rich would never ask for this if they didn't really need it. Exactly. They must just not have access to their own funds right now or and a lot of ever you know con man is short for confidence man and a lot of times in those scams it's like they'll ask to borrow like four hundred dollars a thousand something small and they pay it back right away they're like oh my god thank you so much i just need something you know something went wrong with my you know my amex or whatever and here's that money back immediately so now you you have a pattern in your brain of they borrowed money they paid me back of course so when they ask you for bigger and bigger sums and then they don't pay you back after that. Or like same thing with those like cryptocurrency scams where they're like, invest with me. And, and then the, the thing that you're looking at shows that you're making money. And they're like, hey, I want to withdraw. And it's like, of course you can withdraw the first time. But then after that, it's a locked thing. And, and you've been shown a fake website. It's all, yeah. you know, the first one, of course, that's how they get your confidence. It's wild. It's, I mean, ho- hold your purses close, everybody. Yep. Your your heart purses too. Oh. These were love scams too. It's sad. It's very sad. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's been going on for like years. Years and years. So, you know, people would fall in love with her. She'd get these fake marriages. And um so one time uh, she was dating a man after a whirlwind romance. Uh, you know, two weeks into dating, she was suddenly kidnapped sending him you know this gentleman into like panic of course Mm -hmm. and then she was suddenly rescued she explained that her family often faces threats even random abductions because of their wealth but that only raised the suitors you know suspicions so he he kind of got a no this ain't good but even during their messy you know month-long relationship he still loaned her $3,800 to feed her shopping habits. So rough. Uh, You know, it just, yeah. I have so much anxiety that like, if I was like dating someone and they were like, oh, this kind of like loose crime enemy stuff happens to me. I'd be like, I gotta go. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, that sounds horrible. I'm so sorry. My heart can't, my heart can't take it. You should call the FBI. Bye. 
Yeah. Bye. Call the police. The problem is with this guy, this this guy that she faked being kidnapped with, she actually fell in love with him instead of scamming. She she Oops. really liked him. Yeah. Oopsie. Beat at your own game. Yep. Erica. Yes. What are you hoarding? Oh my gosh. Okay. If, uh, the list is growing for what I'm hoarding. Stuff's stuff's good right now. Good stuff's going on. Yeah. But I'm watching a show on Peacock called Paul T. Goldman. Have you heard of it? No, not enough people are talking about it. It is fucking wild. I, I do not want to reveal anything. What I will say is that it is a uh, documentary that shows recreational scenes, right, from this event of this man, Paul T. Goldman's life. It's it's based on a book that he wrote about his life of you know this event that happened. Jason Wolner is the director. Uh, Jason great Walner, comedian director. Oh, uh, is he the guy who does it all that stuff with Aziz Ansari before? I think. So. Yeah, I think that's him. Yeah. So he did um, Human Giant, and yeah, okay. yeah, okay, yeah. Carry He's on. great, Sorry. right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I that's all I'm gonna say. When I tell you, it is a wild, wild ride. What's it called again? Paul T. Goldman. Paul T. Goldman. Okay. On Peacock, you, you, I mean, I I recommend everyone watch this. It is a roller coaster ride. A cool roller coaster ride. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I would I 100% recommend watching it. What are you hoarding, dear? There's a food influencer on TikTok who I'm going to Vegas this weekend, like I said, and he reviews a lot of places in Vegas. It's like it's Keith underscore Lee one, two, five. Anyways, he's just like this very sweet man with like a family and he gives really honest reviews and he's huge now. Like he's absolutely massive. The his reach. And I think it's just because he's like a nice kind of soft-spoken guy. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just nice. And he's like recommended a few places that I'm actually like going to go and try now uh, in Vegas. Uh, awesome. So yeah, see if he's sincere kind of like, yeah. I mean, he's just like, oh man, that's really good. And then like, you know, he just walks away and he's like, thanks for watching. Like, God bless. Like, you know, whatever. Like, I don't know. It's nice. He's just nice. He's not over the top. He doesn't do like no dings and whistles. Yeah. And he's like very honest, you know, about certain things when he's like, I should like, I should receive compensation for this or something like that. I don't know. It's just nice. It's just really nice. I love that. And he always, he usually pays for the food. Like when struggling businesses contact him in Vegas, like he'll pay for the food himself and he won't like let them know that he's coming and stuff. Aww. And he says how much he pays for it too. I don't know. It's just nice. It's nice. I like, I like that. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, what are you throwing out? I'm throwing out not having enough water on international flights. These flights are long. Uh, interesting. They're long. They give you like a bottle of water at the beginning and then they're like Coke, liquor. Yeah. Pay for all those. And then they're like coffee, tea, like dehydrants. And then you're like, can I get another, you know, cup of water, bottle of water? And they're like, oh, we don't have any more. I bring like five bottles of water. I gotta buy like five bottles of water at the airport for an international flight. I'm just housed in water. It dehydrates your face. You know, air travel is not good for your skin and your body. And they just never have enough. I've seen them run out of water 
and and run out of all liquids because I, I had to be circling. We couldn't land at our airport and we had to circle for like three hours and they were out of liquid on this flight. Like all liquids. I've never heard of that. Mm, I, it's scary. And so I, I be stocking up on, on drinks before a flight, even if they go warm. I'm like, I'd rather have extra when I land than not have liquids. But yeah. It's happened to me. I don't like it. And uh, I'm like, just add more water, drop the, drop the weight limit on luggage, half a pound and add more water for the flight. To That's me. I mean, I'm shaken. I, I feel like glad that you said something because you know i'm going international like in a couple in like a month or so so yeah yeah bring water at the airport bring you know Ijole. six bottles yeah yeah oh no oh no i just got a breaking news update i'm so sorry uh the dallas zoo is closed today they have a serious situation but this is how they worded the tweet the zoo is closed today for a serious situation okay they have a code blue What's a code blue? A non-dangerous animal that is out of its habitat. One of their clouded leopards was not in its habitat this morning. I'm sorry. Any leopard is a a dangerous animal. (laughs) Hilarious. Pray for the people of Dallas. Pray for that leopard. It doesn't like some cop doesn't see it and get shot or something by, you know, accident. Oh boy. But also pray for the chihuahuas of Dallas. (laughs) Oh, baby, they gone. <laughs> if you start finding dead chihuahuas, you know where that cloud leopard is. Anyway, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. What are you throwing away? I'm not throwing away contractors in general, but <laughs> I'm definitely like throwing out the way that they schedule because I think it's weird that you can literally speak to a contractor and multiple people on that contractor's teams and no one can tell you what time they're going to start. Yeah. Or even guarantee the day that they will be coming. And so like when there's renovations happening, we're not, we don't, we're not renovating anything where we live, but our neighbors have some renovations going on and we are at the mercy of their contractors (laughs) I mean, I, we didn't even know if we could record this today because as we were the original time we were supposed to record it, all the ladders started going up. And then so I was like, we got to push it. They they say it'll be a couple hours. And then like 20 minutes later, they just all left, took the ladders down. And then I was like, OK, let's let's do it really quick. They said they're coming back, but they they won't tell us when. And even now, for the past 40 minutes of this recording, there's wood like they came back. And I was like, they came back when we were talking about why we were trash. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to already stop this. But they just set a bunch of wood outside and no one's here. So I hate I'm in hell because it's so loud. Ugh, whatever. It, like. What? Schroding, Schrodinger's contractors. Like, how do you like- do it? Like, how do you live like this? <laughs> where Where is everybody going? Yeah. And why aren't you just doing why can't you? Tell someone 2 p.m. and mean I it. I know. I they know. said they just said we'll be there in the morning and they showed up at 11 and then they didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and these aren't even my contractors. Ugh, well, technically, know. 11 is still I'm not on their side. Obviously, I'm just saying 11 is the morning. 
please. All right. I am done. I'm done. I'm sorry. All right. I'm to done. who? What is this? College? Please. <laughs> well, where can the people find you? If you say you're going to be where you are, where are you going to be? At Cass Cardiness on Instagram. Love it. Duh. Duh. Where Where are you? When you Where you say you are. I'm at Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram and on TikTok. And this podcast can be found at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And you can find us always at TrashyTrashyPodcast.com for a list of all of our sites where we can be listened to. And you can find our merch store linked on our website or at TrashyTrashyPodcast.Threadlist.com. And if you go now, there are some sales popping at Threadless. So get some posts, you know, get some January merch. Get, kick off the kick off the week. Kick off the year. Sales the are month. Popping, baby. Sales are get popping. It. And if you hashtag, as always, hashtag Trashy Trashy Pod, you can find uh, all of, you know, any news pertaining to us. You can always send us stories at Trashy Trashy Podcast at gmail.com or there's a link on the website to send us stories directly we love hearing from you thank you for the five-star reviews and updating your reviews and saying what you like what you don't like really means a lot to us if you have any criticism also email us at trashy trashy podcast at gmail.com but uh we love the five-star reviews it means a lot to us until a friend uh keeps us keeps us going keeps us keeping on and again i apologize to the people of kosovo uh i was 12 and know not what i know now so hey Cass what's going on girl stay garbage you stay garbage girl and we're sorry Kosovo bye bye (laughs)